You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Emac. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is your boy Eman coming at you. Episode 36, baby. Average Joe Sports Talk. Y'all, the podcast with the most honest takes and opinions, baby, by an average Joe and any other trending sports topics today. We got a big, we got a heavy plate, man. We got a full plate today, man. We got some a lot of NBA. And of course, I gotta give your boy has to give you his Super Bowl prediction, baby. And we gotta go ahead and break down the game and see, you know, who do I think it's gonna win? I'm gonna give you my prediction of the winner of the Super Bowl and also break down the game and the comparison from each team and where do, where does the Rams stand against the Patriots and like. But of course, we gotta get busy. We gotta start with the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Because the NBA has been full of. Full of surprises and full of news, man, lately in the last week, man. It's picking up steam as the NFL is dying down. The NBA, it's coming up strong as we're nearing the midseason and we're nearing to the All-Star uh, break and All-Star game. And of course, with that being said, the NBA All-Star starters were selected and announced this past week. And with that being said also, the NBA captains were named as well. And it was LeBron James and Giannis uh, Atacabumpo or Atacabumpo. I can still can pronounce that dude uh, name. Unbelievable, man. That's so many times trying. But anyway, James led the the voting with 4.6 million votes. Giannis Atacapumpo was right, not too far behind with 4.3 mil. So here we go. So your Western Conference starters right now are LeBron James, who's the captain, Kevin Durant, Paul George, PG-13, who's been having an MVP ridiculous season. OKC is Paul George's team, not Russell Westbrook's any longer. Steph Curry, Chef Curry doing his thing. He's cooking it up again. James Harding with this historic, unbelievable scoring streak that he's on. And shout out to James Harden, who definitely putting his hat in the MVP. Had a great game in my Madison Square Garden where my Knicks play and put up 61 freaking points. Second most all-time tying Kobe Bryant by a opposing player. Melo still has the most points in, you know, in Madison Square Garden history with 62. Thank God a Knicks still holds that record. That's one of the few things the Knicks have left is that damn Madison Square Garden's points record. It's 62 points, all right? I mean, James Harden's going to go in there and it's going to take the last thing we have because we only got like one ring in our history. So James Harden, who's been cooking it hard, well-deserving of the uh, All-Star star, you know, being a star in the All-Star game. So does Paul George. Of course, your staples of LeBron going from the East to West, getting the nod. We knew that was going to happen. Lead ball getter again. We knew that was going to happen. Kevin Durant does his thing, and Paul George deserves to be a starter as well. What he's doing to OKC, leading that team, I mean, he's putting up some insane numbers, hitting some clutch shots, playing hard in the clutch, and putting that team on his back. And Westbrook is struggling, man. His All his uh, shooting percentages have decreased from last year. He's shooting horrible from the free throw line, shooting horrible from three-point line. His overall shooting percentage is dipped and is pretty much on the toilet. He's still giving you some good numbers and stats. He's a stats. He's a stat sheet stuffer, no doubt about it. But, yo, he deserves to be in the All-Star game. Paul George, that is. The NBA Eastern Conference starters, all right? Let's just take a look at this. Gianni's, like I said, second vote, second lead vote getter after LeBron. This deserves to be there. He's the Greek freak. He's the future, no doubt about it. Kawhi Leonard. You're right. You're damn right. It needs to be there. Okay. He definitely needs to be there. Kawhi needs to be in that starting lineup because take Kawhi out of the Raptors. You got Jack Diggity. Joel Embiid. You know what? He's having a humongous, great year, averaging the most double doubles. You got to give him a nod. Kyrie Irving definitely is another guard better than him in the East. He has definitely has come real strong as of late. And Kemba Walker, Walker, surprising here enough. He's averaging 25 a game. The dude deserves to be, deserves to start. 
No doubt about it. He's a surprise starter of the year. The dude deserves to start. No doubt about it. He's been putting some sick numbers, and that team is not exciting. The only thing people go watch the Hornets is to watch Kemba Walker because that's the only good player they have. That's the only sprite spot they have. Not bad. As some honorable mentions, believe it or not, look, Dwayne Wade, man, finished with like 0.2, uh, 2.2 million votes, man, uh, you know, for the backcourt votes. And, and uh, Derek Rose got 3.3. So, hey, let's see if these cats make it as uh, reserves. Not bad. And Luka Doncic actually was one of the biggest surprise as he wasn't named a starter, but had the second most votes in the Western Conference frontcourt. Not bad. Not bad at all. And now they're going to have this televised, um, they're going to pick their teams. Yeah, they, 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 you know, LeBron goes out there and, and kind of like, you know, playground style. LeBron's going to, you know, I think he's going to get picked first because he has the most. Gianni comes and picks another player. So it's going to be interesting how these cats pick their um, their teammates. And it's actually got to televise it in February. So, yeah, man, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with the, both of these starting lineups uh, for the All-Star game. I, I think they're solid. Uh, it's going to be very good. Uh, regardless of the fact, I think if you um, play Golden State starting five of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Boogie Cousins against the East, you're going to have a close game. You're going to have a close game, my friend, and don't be surprised if uh, Golden State pulls it out. That's right. I said it. Golden State starting five can beat the Eastern starting five right now. Dude. I know I'm tripping. I'm tripping big time. But hey, 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 I'm just saying that. I'm just throwing it out there, guys. It's your boy E-Man, man. Your boy E-Man with the, with the realism with honest takes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's that, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with both. Again, going back to the All-Star game, I'm okay with both starting lineups. They're pretty good. I'm okay with that. I don't. I think they did a good job in selecting. I know people are upset that Luka Doncic is not starting. But hey, the kid is having a monster season, which I'm going to touch on him in a little, uh, little later on this sec. And with that being said about Golden State and having an All-Star team as a starting five, now that DeMarcus Boogie Cousin has returned, and um, you know he returned last week, and yo... Golden State was already hot to begin with, winning seven in a row before Boogie was activated. But first, let's go back. Remember when Boogie made the biggest splash in last summer's NBA free agent frenzy? I mean, he took the spotlight away from LeBron James signing with the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard getting traded and all that BS. Boogie just said, yo, I'm going to Golden State and I'm taking $4 million. F y'all. Remember this tweet after he announced he is going to the um, Golden State Warriors? This is exactly what he said. I'm going to read you this tweet again. This is back in July 7th of last summer. So y'all mad that I joined the Warriors? LMAO. Stay mad. I'm going to have a ring and more clout. Oh yeah. F you. And Davis 23. Bam. Telling Anthony Davis, shove it, buddy. I'm going to Golden State. How ironic, huh, guys? And we'll touch on Anthony Davis a little later on after the bomb he just dropped today. Has the NBA on a whirlwind anyway. But this is Boogie's time right now. Listen, bro. Boogie came back, and we all know what Boogie can do being the main player on a team. We know what he did last year, 25 points a game. We know the scoring. We know the double-doubles. We know what Boogie can do being the main dog in the yard. We know what Boogie... If he was the main man in the, in the team, you know the numbers he's going to put. We know he could score. We know he could play. We know the dude got skills. But how does he fit in with Golden State? All right? How does he adapt his game? Is he going to be humble enough to, you know what, put the work ethic in? First of all, he has no choice. It's Golden State. Top class organization. All right? Steve Kerr's a coach. Enough said. Durant went there and adopted. Everybody that goes there have to adopt. Let's not get it twisted. Durant is the MVP of all these um, finals, right? But when Steph was hurt during the beginning of the year, the team struggled. Steph comes back, team starts playing better. Remember what I said at the beginning of the year? Don't go crazy. Steph's going to come back. 
He's going to play well. And then Boogie's going to jump right in. And this team is going to be unbeatable. And right now, this is where they're at. Before Boogie joined the starting lineup, they got hot. They won seven in a row. After Boogie has been there, I, I believe this is the fourth game or the fifth game. And tonight, they're actually winning, blowing out Indiana without, without Depot, without Victor Oladipo anyway. So they're going, they, they look as if they're going to go for their 11th straight game. So they won 11 straight games of tonight. But what does Boogie bring to the table? Apart from scoring what we know about Boogie already. Well, with the Golden State Warriors, he has to adapt. You either adapt or perish. Pretty much that's it. What he brings to the Warrior is, forget the scoring, is his toughness, that bulliness, the ability to a big wide body to set some screens. He has insane passing ability for a big man. So he's also going to be the other cat that they, he's going to develop that inside to out game. He's going to attract so much attention down low, which they haven't had. Durant is their best post player with his fadeaway jump shot and his, you know, back to the basket game. You know what I mean? Like Draymond is their best passer, but Draymond doesn't play the post game. Boogie is your legitimate post present when he comes to the offensive side. And the dude has already seen, you can see it already, he's made some insane passes you know, from down low and out. He could run the floor and he's still not even in shape yet. Him setting the screens and picks, he's got to level these cats. The toughness, the bulliness, oh yeah. And did I mention? No, I didn't mention. I want to mention it now. He's another stretch big. All right. He's another stretch big that could definitely hit a three-pointer, the outside shot, and stretch the floor even more. All right. So you got Durant, who's going to hit from the outside. You also got Boogie that can hit a three. I mean, he hit three in the first game when he started. That's just not fair for the rest of the league. But Boogie is in Golden State. Golden State has just put the whole league in notice. Now the Boogie is on. So both Golden State may run the tables, man. I don't think they're going to win every single game, but Golden State's going to run the tables. And let's look, Boogie, look, and I'm only going to give you stats until Monday's game. Right now, Boogie has hit an average of maybe 18 minutes, 20 minutes a game, playing 18, 23, 24, 21, and 15. 10 points, 15, 17, 8, and 14. So he came back on Friday, a couple of, a week ago. He hit, he had 14 points, six rebounds, played 15 minutes, three to four from three. He's shooting 54% from three-point line, all right? He's taken, what, six, seven? He's taken 11 threes, and he's hit seven of them. This is a center, ladies and gentlemen, okay? He's shooting 44% from the field. All wins, all wins by the, um, by the Golden State Warriors. Huge game, huge game against Boston, all right? 15 points, eight boards, three assists, three steals. Again, he's doing a little bit of everything. This is what he brings to the table. And this is going to be his kind of game. I think they got to get Boogie to maybe play 30 minutes in the playoffs. That's when he's going to come in. Look, today so far he has 10 points, 6 rebounds. Only played 18 minutes. Had had his best game. Hey, it is what it is. I mean, there's still like 8 minutes left in the, in the, in the game uh, playing Indiana. They're blowing him out. Look at the big difference against Boston. 15 points, 8 boards, 3 assists. And even uh, the worst game was against the Lakers. He scored eight points, and, but had nine boards and five assists. This is your center. This is your freaking center, man. And blew out the Lakers 130 to 111, played 21 minutes. Has not, hasn't played more than 25 minutes all season long as they're inching him in. Yes, like I mentioned earlier. The Warriors just, just put the whole league on freaking notice, bro. What everybody was going crazy about, that the NBA has been ruined by Kevin Durant. Oh, Boogie now ruined the NBA again. They might be right, but stop hating the damn team, bro. At this point, 
I'm not going to say you got to hate the game. You got to hate the player because everybody wants, to, everybody wants to go to Golden State, win a championship, and then get their money somewhere else. But it is what it is, man. Everybody had a shot at Boogie. People did not want to sign Boogie, of course, his baggage history, but because of his ACL tear, nobody wanted to risk on Boogie. Everybody had the same opportunity the Warriors did, so don't hate the Warriors. Hate your own damn team for not going after Boogie. But the Warriors, they were the favorites to begin with without Boogie before he even stepped a foot on the court. Now they are for sure edge and stone winning the freaking NBA title. Eh, that's it. We're not even have to discuss anymore. The NBA has just been put on notice by DeMarcus, Boogie Cousins, and the Golden State Warriors. And talking about ironic, Golden State Warriors, Boogie Cousins. Remember he said, F you, Ant Davis? Yo, I'm going to get more clout. Anthony Davis decided to tell this team, hey, bro. I want to get traded. I am not going to sign with you guys next year. I'm giving you plenty of notice. Do what you need to do. Get something out of me. Trade me. Give him props for that. I give Anthony Davis props for pulling a Carmelo Anthony when he wanted to get traded from the Nuggets. Made it publicly known. I give him props for that. You know, I give props for Kawhi Leonard. A Kawhi Leonard move to saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to sign with you guys. Go ahead and trade me. Look, I, I don't mind. It sucks for New Orleans, for the Pelicans, because nobody goes to that freaking arena unless to see Anthony Davis but you got to give Davis credit by telling them in advance and not staying quiet finish out the season and then boom going out and then the team doesn't get anything in return he's telling me look trade me while I have value guys that's what he's trying to say I'm looking out for you because I'm not going to play here anymore I don't want to play here any longer give him props give him props as we all know let's go back here a little bit earlier during the year he signed with uh, Rich Paul's agency Clutch Sport aka LeBron's agency earlier LeBron during the year tweeted that he he wouldn't he would love to play with a big like such with great talents like like Anthony Davis and yeah you know it's been a lot of uh the whole collusion talk you know what I mean earlier since LeBron tweeted they weren't a place with where they wanted to play with uh Ant Davis so hey right now the NBA is put in the frenzy because everybody and their mother is trying to figure out where are they going to trade him to me of course he signed with clutch sports Lakers is probably the team that he wants to sign with so I don't know if he's going to direct the other the Pelicans to trade me to the Lakers. The Lakers do have plenty of um, trade value to get for Mr. Davis. Their biggest piece is Kuzma. That's the one that I would try to hold on. But if you don't give up, if you don't put Kuzma in the trade, it ain't going to happen. Ingram, Ivica Subak, with good young center. And what's the other guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Broke, broke shot. Broke shot, jump shot. Lonzo Ball, who's injured, by the way. Uh, I don't think nobody wants this cat. I mean, they already have a nice point guard, I believe. So anyway, they, they got they got enough pieces to put a nice package for Ant Davis. And it's, it's going to have to include Kuzma. Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo, and probably uh, Zubak. So, and the number one pick, by the way. First round pick, too. You, you got to throw a first round pick in there with some good value to get Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers have enough veteran players to put in around these cats. You know, with Josh Hartz and KCP and, and um, Beasley, Lance the Dance. A whole bunch of other players. They could definitely bring people in and, 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 you know, fill in the starting rotation when they trade all these cats. I think trading Kuzma will be a huge mistake, but you're not going to get Anthony David as Kuzma is not in the deal because nobody's trading him for Alonzo Ball and Ingram. Ingram is a good piece. Not a superstar in this league, but he's a solid starter. Broke shot, jump shot, Alonzo Ball. I have no idea what the hell this kid's going to be in the NBA. To me right now, he's a, he's a complete bust. All right, a complete freaking bust, which we all knew that was going to happen. A guy that shoots like that's not going to make it in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's funny, earlier 
with all this drama going on and every every sports uh, radio talk show head is on fire trying to figure out where he's going to land and what deals can be made. You know, is it going to be the Celtics? Who Actually, Celtics have some pretty nice pieces, man. Rozier, freaking, I mean, Shatatum. I mean, for real, man. I mean, you could even let go to Kyrie if you want. But they do have a lot of pieces, man. Rozier, I mean, I, mean, I can't even mention right now. There's so many pieces they got that they could trade for him. Uh, so, hey, I think the three teams, those are the two top teams. And the dark horse in there that I think can trade for Anthony Davis will be my New York Knicks, you know? Get rid of Knox, Trier, Trey Burke. I mean, you got Von Ley, you got Robinson, you got a lot of young... You know, I even, I even, you know, I may even trade the number one pick this year, man. You know what I'm saying? Zion Williams for Anthony Davis. I don't know. Davis, I don't think he wants to come to New York, man. He wants to go to L.A. He wants to go to L.A. He probably, he's probably buying a crib in L.A. He spends a lot of time in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? I'll guarantee you, him and LeBron right now, they're both injured. They're probably out there, and LeBron's taking a, you know, you know how LeBron takes those those last videos, those short stories in Instagram, him drinking wine, you know, the Chateau, uh, 1975, Merlot, Mojo Bajouli, you know, whatever the French crap he's drinking. I didn't, you know, you know, somebody for somebody that did not have nothing growing up, man, he's definitely adapted to the fine life and the fine wine real quick in his career, in his life, Mr. Uh, LeBron James. But anyway, they're both probably hitting the wine, chilling in his backyard, you know, having some uh, great poupon over some French bread and some baguette, you know, talking about, yo, man, we're going to run the tables when you come to that late. But LeBron, don't even, don't even trip, dude. He's the guy, the puppet master, pulling the strings between Rich Paul, Clutch Sport, and the Pelicans to get... Mr. Davis, the F out of uh, New Orleans and into the Lakers. No doubt about it. And it's funny because the Pelicans put out a notice earlier today saying that the Pelicans, you know, are won the NBA to strictly enforce tampering rules as they deal with Anthony Davis trade requests. So in their statement, the organization said that they are disappointed in Davis' decision to be traded from the team. They also requested that the league strictly enforce tampering rules associated with this transaction. In other words, they're telling LeBron, yo, dog, stay in your lane. Get off it, kid. Get off it, man. Because we're going to go ahead and pursue legal damages on your ass. I don't know. That's me just in my own uh, New Orleans front office Pelican way. But yeah, this is huge, man. Anthony Davis just put the NBA in a freaking uh, frenzy right now. And 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 the and it's buzzing. Buzzing again. It's not even, uh, it's not even uh, July during the free agent season. So anyway, Anthony Davis demands a trade. He's with Clutch Sports. Will he end up with the Lakers before the season's over? It remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. And yes, the Lakers are definitely the favorite. And let's close out this NBA segment, bro, with um, I got to get on the Luka bandwagon. The Luka Doncic bandwagon is just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling full steam ahead. Bro, this kid is unreal. I, I've done more segments. This is the player that I've, I spoke most about this whole season so far. YouTube video. I think I've done like four. This is the fourth segment I got Luca in because the dude keeps impressing me and keeps impressing the league. I mean, this kid, and I said he's going to be the best foreign player of all time and top 10 fairly soon. Yo, I know the sample size right now is small. But listen, right now, the kid will be top five pretty damn soon in the league. Damn. What do you, I mean, damn is all I can say. Two triple-doubles in the last four games. He becomes the second youngest player to average triple-double. I think Lonzo actually had the first one. He's averaging 20.5 points a game, 6.9 rebounds, 5.4 for the season so far. Last 10 games, 24 points a game, 7.8 rebounds, 
7.2 assists. These are LeBron freaking numbers. All right. I'm not comparing to LeBron. Different players. Luka shoots a jump shot, has a step back. Passing ability, both on point. Same one. I give that. Luka better shooter. LeBron better post player and more athletic by far. No, he's he's no he's no LeBron James. He's a different player. But at 19 years old, the kid is doing work. And yesterday, 35 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, second triple-double in four games. Listen, he becomes the youngest player ever to have a triple-double with 35-plus points. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what that is. Enough said. Previous game before that, 32 points. You have back-to-back 30-plus games, eight rebounds, eight assists. Dallas wins. The game before that, 17, 6, and 7, 7, and 6. Dallas wins. And Dallas is staying there, staying in there, competing for that A spot. And even the game, and the la- and then when he had that triple, the first triple double, 18, 11, and 10. 18, 10, 11, I'm sorry. He, they lost, and it was a close game. It was a very close game. So let's take the last four games. The last four games, he's had two triple doubles, averaging 25 and a half points a game, 8.5 assists, and 9.5 rebounds, shooting 43%. Bro, he's 19 years freaking old. I know, E-Man. But he's been playing in uh, Spain since he was 14 years old. Yeah. You know what? I'll give it to you. Spain is a caliber higher in competition than eh, college. No doubt about it. If you're playing against Duke or if you're playing against Kentucky, that's kind of like you're playing in Spain. All right? No doubt about it. Since the age of 14, he's been playing pro ball. At 16, this kid was like the uh, runner-up for the uh, MVP in the EuroLeague. I don't care. Dude, Get credible credit as dude. He's nasty. Has the it factor. It's not scare the moment. And that's the difference. Right now, I'm going to call it. What I see in him in his first year that I did not see from LeBron. And again, you got. I'm comparing them, but I'm not saying he's better than LeBron. All right. But what he does over LeBron that LeBron didn't have during this time, because the numbers are fairly close. I think LeBron averaged like 21 a game. And the, and the rebounds and the, and the uh, assists are fairly close to LeBron's rookie season. And remember, they're both the same age. But where I see he has a little edge over LeBron at this time is his ability to take in big shots. And because he has a jump shot and because he can shoot from long range, makes him a better player. So he has Kobe's clutchness, which Kobe was never afraid of taking the big shot at early on. And that's what I see in Luka. I see more Kobe than LeBron in taking the kill factor and I am going to take the shot take go for the straight for the headshot that's what I see on Luca. I know it's early on and I'm getting a little too excited but why I mean you have plenty of stuff about Luca Doncic to be excited about two triple doubles in the last four games all right averaging 25 and a half back-to-back 30 point games highlights take the team on his back winning jump shots take the last seven shots of the game doing his thing bro the kid is nasty Dude, his free rolls are spinning, baby. He's doing his thing. Luca is the real deal. And I'm going to keep harping on this cat if he keeps putting numbers like this. So if he keeps putting numbers like this and giving people stuff to get excited about, especially those, you know, especially Dallas, getting those fans hyped up, your boy's going to come back and keep talking about Luca because he's the new he's the new it in the NBA. The kid has it, and he's going to be here for a while. No doubt about it, dude. Top five in the NBA pretty soon. I'm telling you, bro. I'm just being real. Luca is the real deal. And the most anticipated game of the season happened this past Saturday. The NFL Pro Bowl, baby. What everybody looks forward to right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. I'm not even going to touch on the freaking two-hand touch game that happened last Saturday. I just wanted to throw that in there and get some laughs. 
man, forget the Pro Bowl. They should just cancel the Pro Bowl. Why am I even talking about the Pro Bowl? Why am I saying the words Pro Bowl right before my NFL Super Bowl prediction segment, all right? So without further ado, forget the Pro Bowl. Yo, NFL Super Bowl prediction comparison reactions up next. Let's get it. You know, the stage is set. L.A. Rams, I guess the New England Patriots. New school Sean McVay, Jared Goff, who idolized Tom Brady growing up. Mr. Goff, that is. Against old school, the legendary goat. Goats, may I say, because there's two goats in the New England Patriots. Belichick might be the best coach of all time, and Tom Brady probably is the best quarterback of all time. And I want to break down the numbers, all right? And, and the team stats and ranks, pretty much, right now, there's about 69%. Vegas right now has 69% people picking New, New England to win, as opposed to 31% for the Rams, okay? That's what the odds are. That's what Vegas is right now. Everybody has 69% of the, of the bets right now have gone New England's way. You know, I, when you knew that, you knew that it's Tom Brady after the way that the Rams won, you know, not a lot of people have a lot of faith on them. So when we look at the team stats right now, right, points, the edge goes to the Rams. They're averaging 32.9 points per game as opposed to New England, 27.3 yards per game. There's total yards, of course. The Rams, 421 a game, New England, 393. Passing yards, breakdown in passing and rushing. The Rams, 295, New England, 275. Rushing yards, the Rams, 139, New England, 127. So first downs, 25 for the Rams, 22 for New England. Turnovers, New England has less turnovers than the Rams. Number of plays, New England runs 67 plays a game, the Rams 63, pretty even, New England has more. Time possession, New England 31 minutes a game, the Rams 30. You know what, both teams have a lot of possession. Third down percentage, New England 41, the Rams 45. Penalties, Rams 6 to 5.8. And, you know, it is what it is. So, New England beat the Rams 23 to 10 when the last, when they met early December. So, pretty much statistic team-wise, the Rams have the better numbers. On paper, the Rams look like the better team. But, folks, that don't mean Jack when you're playing Brady and Belichick. That doesn't mean Jack. You got to prepare different. And one of the key numbers that attract me about stats, you know, the yards, the rushing yards, the passing yards, everything else. But the number of plays, the time of possession, that's how they beat the um, Kansas City Chiefs by milking that clock and having the most time of possession. And that's the way you're going to beat the Rams. Uh, the Rams defense have been suspect, but they do have the better defensive player, the better one-on-one. Dominican Sue, Darnold, I mean, Arnold, Peters. I mean, they have... I forget what the uh, cornerback was nasty. I mean, Akbar, whatever his name is, he, they do have it. I mean, New England just plays the systematic Bill Belichick. We're going to rush. We're going to play fundamental defense, that kind of stuff. That's why they went after hard after the quarterback. So, man, I mean, I know in paper the Rams should be the favorite, which I know they're not. Uh, I believe the the stat line is New England is uh, minus three and a half. 
right? The spread is one and a half minus New England one and a half. So it went up. So it went down one and a half. Honestly, on paper, the Rams look better. They have the advantage. I mean, if you look at Codge is averaging more touchdowns and more yards per game than Brady. Gurley, more rushing yards and more touchdowns and more receptions than Sony Michel. Uh, the difference is that the second running back is James White, who's their best wide receiver, who's averaging more receptions. And this is where we got to have, this is going to happen in the Super Bowl so far. Gronkowski's going to have his last hurrah. He had a really good game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're going to forget about him. And you keep forgetting he's like another lineman out there blocking. I think James White's going to keep running the ball. They're going to keep running. I think New England's going to keep running the ball. And James White's going to have a huge game, just like he did uh, last year and the year before. They got He's going to be belling Brady a lot. And Julian Edelman is going to have those greedy and touch catches, those clutch catches, just like he's done all his career. And that's what's going to get New England to the promised land. I think New England is going to win, not completely eliminating the Rams out of the picture. I think the Rams have a good chance of winning as any other team. But every time we say that this is the worst New England team they've ever had going into the playoffs, limping into the playoffs, and then winning a great Kansas City Chiefs team, even though it was overtime, then here we go again. Last year, hey, that was a tough loss against against the Eagles. You know, they had the whole Cinderella thing going just like the Giants did those two years, you know, especially in 08 when the Giants were so... How New England was so heavily favored and the Giants were so, like, not favored at all. They were, like, the huge underdog all time. New England was going in undefeated, you know, trying to be the second team ever to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. So, hey, it didn't happen that way. Two years. By the way, my Giants beat Brady. Anyway, that's not important right now. But the Rams have a best, a, a, as good of a chance as any other team. Whether the Saints were a, a tougher matchup for, for the Patriots, eh, probably. But I think the Rams has a lot of good weapons. Jared Goff is fearless. Todd Gurley did not show up in the last game. I don't think it's going to happen in two consecutive games. And if not, they know that they could pivot to CJ Anderson and do big things. Look, Robert Woods can get out deep. So can Brandon Cook, who played for them last year. And ironically, he's 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 gone to back-to-back Super Bowls with two different teams, huh? Brandon Cooks, he was with them last year. And Josh Reynolds has fit in right and perfect for Cooper Cup, who's been um who's been injured. So right now, position by position, running back. Rams. Receivers, Rams. Tight end, you got to give it to New England. Quarterback, New England. Again, on papers, they are, they match up better and they have better numbers. On paper, they should be the favorites or not. That's on paper. So now that we looked at all these stats and we had some comparisons, let's just grab these stats, right? Rip them up and let's wipe our asses with them. Take these stats and wipe our asses with them because when it comes to playing Brady and Belichick together, doesn't mean jack you got to prepare it differently that's all you got to prepare it differently so the stats wipe your ass with them throw them away brady and belichick a different ball game if i was sean mcveigh i would pick up the phone call tom coughlin and ask him dude let me give me the game plan defensive wise because you beat them both times 08 and 12 there's plenty of film out there they could look. They could look at those film, man, and be like, damn, I know they rush Brady. You got to get in Brady's face. When you rush Brady, he doesn't play as well. But is Jared Goff Eli Manning, who could get away and make a throw? Do they have a player like Tyree that's going to catch that insane ball with his helmet? Do they have a Mario Manningham who's going to make that tippy-toe ballerina catch in the sidelines for a big play? Plaxico Boris, my boy, Salsa Boy. 
uh, what's his name, uh, Cruz? No. But if he wants to beat New England, you take the same game book, the same gameplay, the same plan, defensive-wise, that the Giants did in 08 and 12. And that's how you beat Brady. So Sean McVay, I know you're, you're, you're a whiz, man. You got that Madden-style offensive putting points in the board game, but this is the freaking Super Bowl where the defense has to be tight. My prediction, I hate giving predictions because I'm usually wrong. I'm not a Brady fan. I respect the men. I think he's the GOAT, just like I didn't like Michael Jordan because I'm a Knicks fan. But I respected Michael Jordan because he is the GOAT. He was the GOAT back then. I put Brady in the Jordan talk because of how many times he's won the Super Bowl, how consistently he's made it there, and how he comes up in these big moments like last week when you're saying, dude, stop it already. Not a fan. I think he's a GOAT, but I I respect him and Belichick together. Remember, the system, the New England system is Brady and Belichick, them playing together. The system would not be there one without the other. So my prediction, again, I hate picking against New England. Gosh, I might be wrong, but I'm going to pick New England. As much as I hate New England, and I think Brady is the cockiest nerd I've ever seen in my life, that goofy-looking bastard, but give credit what credit is due. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, and it is what it is, man. New England takes us. Do I want to give you a a point spread? Probably not. But your boy's got to go out there on a limb. New England wins by five points. Weird ass, weird ass spread, right? A weird ass spread, five points. But yo, New England wins at 27-22. I know, a little low, right? It's only 49 points. I forget what the over-under is on this game. Let's take a look real quick before we actually shut it down. I have no idea. I'm not going to go into the over-under. Oh yeah, it's 58 points. 58 points in New England is one, minus one and a half. So I pick the under in this game, which I'm probably wrong. I did, did 49 points. But I am picking New England. Let's get ready. Let's get ready because I think either way, it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. I'm going to my boy J-Rock's house. Everybody remember J-Rock. He throws a killer Super Bowl party. And I'm going to be out there picking my squares, playing my fan duel, playing my draft king. Doing my thing, having some brewskis, having some good food. My brother's actually the cook who does is going to be doing some killer dishes for that day and the, and the usual. So, hey, great Super Bowl. Everybody enjoy it. New England by 5, 27-22. Your boy E-Man, thank you very much for listening. Yo, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. For all my loyal listeners, thank you for listening one more week. Everybody that's new, social media, Twitter at the bottom. Please subscribe. Rate the show. Holler at me at Twitter. Let me know what you want me to talk about in these podcasts. You have any questions? Your boy's always here. You know what I'm saying? This may not be my first job, but it's my passion. I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to talk smack. I'm here to answer your questions. Thank you for listening. Your boy E-Man signing out. Peace. Oh.